0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I am Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, insurance, taxes, taxes. I don't talk a lot of taxes, but the idea is that you don't want to pay too much in taxes or too little in taxes. But that's going to fall on you. Ultimately, Is what I'm trying to get at here. Um, A lot going on. A lot going on right now in Washington. $1.9 trillion stimulus getting ready to get passed. That's a lot of cash. If you want to do something fun today, go right down the number $1.9 trillion. And think of how that's going to help the economy. Is it going to be efficient? Hell no, it's not going to be efficient. Our government has never been efficient. Is it going to be flawed? Yes. Is it going to lead to inflation? Likely somewhat. Is it going to be problematic inflation? I don't know yet. We keep saying debt after debt after debt, year after year after year that we would eventually run into inflation. We just haven't done it. And it, it's something that I'm not changing my tune because that wouldn't be the right thing to say, but I'm, I, I think I'm almost evolving it. I was talking to Patrick O'Hare a couple weeks back and I said, isn't all this government spending going to lead to our children paying it off? He goes, didn't we say that as kids? Didn't our parents say that? I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. And ultimately it's just like, don't tell anyone, but you're going to be dead before it's a problem. It's going to be someone else's problem. It's kind of the way we're approaching it. I'm not speaking for Patrick O'Hare at that, what he said. He didn't say anything like that, but you get the idea. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Taco Bell, owner of Yum Brands, or Taco Bell owner Yum Brands. They also own Pizza Hut. They're going to buy artificial intelligent business to improve marketing. That is so 21st century as a story. I love it. How do we sell more chalupas? We need cheesy chalupas with a talking chihuahua. Chalupa, cheesy, chihuahua, all CHs. And if the computer says it, we'll do it. If guacamole is a trending word on Google, that artificial intelligence program may say, you know what, uh, let, let's, let's put some guac and chewy cheesy chilupas in a commercial and people will come. If you build it, they will come. Instacart's valuation doubles to $39 billion in a new round of funding. Instacart is one of those companies that'll go out and do shopping for you. It's a gig economy kind of play. It's a subscription service. It's fairly expensive to use. But it's also fairly convenient to say, you know what, I need milk, bread, toast. (laughs) I'm going to sell pre-made toast. New from Rob Black Ventures. Toast. Who has time to make their own toast? Um, okay. So I I blew that one, but Instacart's now the second largest U.S.-based unicorn in the United States behind SpaceX. People are getting really excited and they want to bring that company public and they want to, because it's getting, it's excitable. I just got I I haven't used Instacart in two or three weeks and it's, it's, they sent me something like, Hey, can we give you 25% off your next order to use it again? Cause they want to show wall street. Look, we got this sucker doing it every month. Not every other, every single month we have them. So they're doing what they can to get me addicted to it. And I get it. And it's probably going to work. The adoption of grocery delivery has skyrocketed during the pandemic as consumer demand for grocery and convenience delivery and pickup services surged. I'm fascinated by the people who deliver groceries and deliver food. If you go to different parts of the country, I'm sure it's it's going to be a different looking person who's got time to go shopping for you. Tech IPOs have boomed during the last year. Snowflake, Airbnb, C3.ai. Stripe is reportedly raising funds at a valuation of over $100 billion. UiPath closed a $750 million round, So there's a lot of venture capital money going into a lot of ideas right now. And I'm okay with that. Elizabeth Warren's in the news today. And you want know, to like, when you do an on-air show today, you really got to check everything that you say to make sure you're not saying something racist or uh, an attack on indigenous people or you got to be like, man, I, pay, I got scalped on those ticket prices. You can't say stuff or can you? I don't even know. <clears throat> but Elizabeth Warren's in the news. And the first thing I'm like, oh, boy, calling stock buybacks is nothing but paper manipulation. And I'm like, don't use an Indian derogatory term. Don't like don't go there. And I I won't, but I'm telling you, Elizabeth Warren's one of those names that I see, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, be careful. You could piss someone off. Elizabeth Warren today, i basted. Just, She's out there. She's going after millionaires today, or billionaires, and she's going after share buybacks as paper, as market manipulation. And on some level, she's right. But does that mean they're bad? I don't think so. Does that mean she wants to figure out a way to use that corporation's money better than the corporation wants to figure it out? That's where I have a problem with it. It's easy spending other people's money. It's easy falling in love with another man's woman. Because you know you're not going to like, you're only going to say nice things and be like the perfect guy because you're not going to have to live. Like you get the idea, right? When you don't have to own it or own up to it it becomes kind of a loosey goosey Senator Elizabeth Warren says share buybacks is market manipulation in an effort to inflate executive pay. Um, she laughed at Joe Kernan day because Joe Kernan, I, I think, and I, I don't know this to be a hundred percent true, but I, I'm pretty sure that he is the Republican of CNBC. Like he very conservative oriented and don't tax the rich and, I don't know. I don't watch CNBC enough to say that's true, but I've kind of seen some examples of it. She's arguing that repurchases do nothing to improve the quality of a business or the goods and services it produces. She would rather the company go out and spend that money on maybe hiring more people or maybe coming out with a better Facebook product instead of Facebook buybacks or come out with a more secure way of paying. There's just, Again, I don't really like that she is telling companies what to do. And again, she's entitled. She is a Congress lady or Congress person. Um, but Wall Street gets really nervous around her, too. When she had that chance of being president, Wall Street's like, uh-oh. And then when you started hearing, well, Joe Biden could make her attorney general or Joe Biden can make her, you know, finance, and you're like, no, thank you, so says Wall Street. So a lot going on in the news today. Does this mean 30 seconds, or does that mean it's a show of a carnival on Wall Street? There's a person who's making a lot of waves on Wall Street right now. Kathy Wood. I'll talk about Kathy Wood when we come off the break. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, what's our time at this point in time? Um, losing the Skype messages or something's going wrong. Ah, the 21st century pandemic. So I see the 30 seconds coming back. I will talk to you a little bit about Kathy Wood. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. 20 KDOW. Just got an e- email. I know you're saying, you must be a special person. You get an email? How do you afford having such a technology on your desk? Um, just got an email from Hawaiian Airlines. Breathtaking views await. one-way flights. Where will I vacation is the point of this segment. A lot of technology out there. Email's showing me like how beautiful Hawaii can be. And I'm like, oh, yes. I'm thinking sand, right? As an investor, you always try to figure out puzzle pieces. And one of the puzzle pieces right now is what's going to reopen first, what's going to be the most obvious investments. In hindsight, we're going to look back and say, I wish I would have got in earlier. Or I wish I would have done something differently, right? Regret's a big thing. I once read a short story about a a speedrunner who never had to look back and how that helped him be who he was. He was never ever in first place, and then when he was, he started looking back over his shoulder, and that's when he started becoming a worse runner over time. Looking back is not, in in investing; it can kind of mess up with your head. So, I'm telling you right now, right now, start thinking about some investment ideas that you may want to assign yourself to, if you want to say reopening play. It's not too late. Can you get burned? Absolutely. Can you do it wrong? Yes. Pandemic weary Americans though, I think across the board are saying, when do I get to travel again to where I wanna travel without masks, without like thought, without like, we just wanna go. Pandemic weary, we are. Yellowstone has exploded as a top destination. If you've ever been to Yellowstone, there's not a lot of hotels. So I'm like, okay, Airbnb? First thought. I have a friend who has a mold issue and he's had to do some Airbnb stays while his home is getting fixed or appropriated or something. Airbnbs in our minds are probably safer, more comfortable, remote ways to vacation. Someone else's home that they've turned into a vacation rental, more space. The idea of staying in a 800 square foot room versus a 2,800 square foot house. I get it. I was talking to a friend yesterday who's he's an attorney, and he's I'm like, let's talk about he's a, he's a Bitcoin guy. He's a Bitcoin attorney. Um, one of the things he said is make sure you get a good wallet. The wallet's the key. If someone steals it, it's gone. And Hacking into the wallet is a lot easier to, than hacking into bitcoin he's like it's all about the wallet dude it's all about the wallet and we we're talking him, and i was like is it going to stick around and stay and he goes okay there's a lot of shady things going on with it and he, he's one of those people who gives like ted talks on it um and i'm like what shady things give me teach me teach me everything dark lord sith attorney and he he taught me a lot on how there's manipulation on how to get the price higher and he, he gave me an example How if you do lose money, some Bitcoin apps will refund you to a certain dollar amount only to try to keep the PR from getting out of hand that it wasn't secure in the first place. Um, And I said, so are you investing in Bitcoin? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm going to start my own Bitcoin. I'm like, come on, you're pulling my leg. And he goes, no, I'm I'm thinking about starting my own Bitcoin. And I'm like, I can't find you on Facebook. I can't find you on Twitter. like, where did you go? I haven't spoken to him about 10 years. And uh, he's like, I don't have any of those profile pages because I don't want to get hacked when I start my own Bitcoin. I'm like, you're kidding, right? But that's the way he thinks, and he's a very logical person. So back to vacations and where do we travel to. Airbnb got 49 million searches in January. Marriott got 17 million. I, I, I think that supports the idea that we we are heavily skewing our travel dollars to potentially Airbnb. As an investor, I'm like, ooh. Hilton and Hyatt are gonna have to do a lot to regain our trust. They're offering a lot of deals. They're really, really trying to pull out all the options at this point in time to get to their loyal customer base. It is pretty interesting. If I were to think right now, do I want to stay in a Hilton or do I wanna stay in an Airbnb? I think I'm skewing an Airbnb. The TSA reported that in January, no, no, February 25th, we hit one million regular flyers. This wasn't Christmas. This wasn't a holiday. This wasn't, you kids are out of college. This is middle of February. One million people going through security. That's a good number. It's not the greatest number, but it's a baseline for us to see where we're going. Southwest Airlines is outperforming all their peers on uh, searches, 26 million monthly visitors, American Airlines, 21 million, Delta, 15 million, United, 13, JetBlue, seven. Um, They're all investable options. If you believe in the volume, 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 or if you believe in the reopening. The other area of cruises and where are we going to vacation to next? I'm not a big cruise person. Captain Steuben, Captain Steuben, Rob Black has jumped off the boat. And you're like, why did Rob Black jump off the boat, Ensign? Uh, he saw Kathy Lee Gifford. I will not get on a Carnival cruise line in fear of being stuck on a boat with Kathy Lee Gifford for two weeks. But they had 4 million searches, so I think they're more liked than Royal Caribbean or Norwegian Cruise Lines at 2 million searches last month. So they are on the depressed side still, whereas Airbnb is on the very expressive side. And somewhere in between, I would say Southwest is is doing A-OK. Now, again, airlines get into all sorts of other Issues, unions, and maintenance costs, and 737s that crash. Wow, they they really did hit that double whammy. Boeing did (laughs) with a couple airlines going down and uh, the pandemic. Talking about not your best uh, year. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. There's no major issues right now on Wall Street. Um, There's talks about potential issues. There's talks about inflation. We're not experiencing it right now, but there's talks about it. There's talks about higher corporate rate taxes, higher corporate tax rates, higher capital gains tax rates. Typically things that have hurt the stock market performance. But there's not... A building of coronavirus, there is a decreasing of it, although there's a lot of talk about a fourth wave. And I'm starting to know people who've gotten, I'm starting to know people my age who have gotten vaccinated, whether they be teachers or, you know, along those lines, but we're starting to see a little bit more of it. There's no major bad news out there. There's talk of major bad news down the road. It's how Wall Street works. Not what have you done for me lately. It's what are you doing for me next? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. <laughs> Girls in glasses get all. I don't even know that saying. There's a woman who has hit the financial media news recently, and I'm like, "Who is that?" So I want to share with you who she is. Her name's Kathy Wood. She is runs the Arc Investment Port, uh, Arc Investment Management. Arc, yeah, Arc Investment Management. And she was in the news last week as there was this big push in bonds, ten-year Treasury going from you know roughly one percent to one point six percent at one point in time. Now it's back down to one point four five. But because of that, that what that signals to you are people are buying. Um, there was something big going on. There's big worries in the stock market. And she's a big stock market investor. And there's a big question of, like, will she fail? The whole issue on GameStop and Reddit to me is about liquidity and can we match buyers with sellers? And when everyone wants to buy, it becomes a problem. And when everyone wants to sell, it becomes a problem. She's a big tech stock fund manager and people were worried that big tech stocks had a really crummy week last week. And will these funds have to have if people are losing faith and they go, hey, Kathy at ARK Investments, I want my money back. Now, does she suddenly have to sell Apple? Because people loved it when it was hitting all-time highs. Uh, people loved her fund when it was hitting all-time highs. But when it's down 10% in a month, people are like, I want my money back. There's a fascinating story about Fidelity Magellan, who I got to talk to the man who ran it in the 90s. And he and I said you're the most successful fund manager of all time. The Fidelity Magellan Fund just had a a, a rock 25 year performance. And he said to me, he goes, most people lost money because they would buy high. Everyone loves this portfolio because every, this mutual fund is the number one in America. Woo, number one. So he said everyone would buy it when that press release hit the markets. And when the market corrected 10%, which it did on a pretty regular basis until recently, people go, I'm losing money. Screw this. I want my money back. So you get big redemptions of the most successful mutual fund of all time. That sounds ridiculous that most people lost money in it. True story. I'm not the biggest Peter Lynch fan, but he did run a hell of a mutual fund. Investors withdraw money from ARK investment, ticker symbol ARKK, they're an ETF, um, to the tune of maybe 10, 15, about 15 to 20% of the whole value. And you're like, whoa. Last week, its biggest bet, Tesla, had a bad week, declining 14.55% for the week. She, as a portfolio manager, said... Um, she's buying on the dip. She's very comfortable. She's she's trying to tell investors, I'm very comfortable with the action that we got a bit of a blow off in tech stocks that she happens to own all of them, it feels like. She looks at short-term traders having placing bets on the bond market as not really her thing. But she's had some head-turning success. Um. And she talks a little bit about Bitcoin in an interesting level. She doesn't understand the crypto space. And she says that with all due respect, I just don't think it's what I do well. Um, I kind of like the way she talks. You know that funny sounder that I have that goes, I like the way you say that. I kind of like the way she talks. Bitcoin surged from 20,000 mid-December last year to as high as 58,000 in February. Now it's in that 50,000 area on any given day, a little bit above, a little bit below. She says the energy used to mine Bitcoin is actually just a fraction of the energy needed to mine gold. Interesting. Think about the energy consumption of the traditional financial world. What Bitcoin is using in terms of energy right now, which is mostly renewable, hardly measures up to what's going on in the financial markets on a daily basis. She talks about rising interest rates in Bitcoin. She talks about rising interest rates and how it affects her stocks and the price to earnings ratio that we are willing to accept a much fatter valuation when interest rates are lower. Not as willing when interest rates have creeped up as much as they have. And it looks like they should continue creeping. But last week they sprinted instead of creeped. She said that she observed that inflation interest rates continue to fall in the last decade. So she says that's why our multiples have gotten a little bit outsized. But she's talking about liquidity issues and how she's not affected by her decision making. Uh, That's mostly true. Yesterday, markets recovered quickly, probably bringing up, are we always going to buy the dip? I'll be honest, I've now been in this industry, uh, what, another four years, will be 30 years? Five years, will be 30 years? I'm starting to feel old. Um, She still sees major deflationary forces evolving global economies, despite broader market views that massive global monetary policy is going to create inflation. She doesn't see it. She sees deflation, not inflation. Now... She sees good, inf- good deflation and bad deflation. I know this is where we start getting into semantics, right? The more technology enables innovation, it's deflationary by nature. It rides down cost curves. It gains efficiency. It gains productivity. Um, when we stop going to the mailbox and putting a check in the mail, I'll go send you a check in the mail. <clears throat> I'm going to lick the stamp. Then I'm going to go to the mail, uh, the post office and get a stamp. When that all went to email and pay online, which for the record, there's your financial tip of the segment, set up your bills to be, have them automatically paid. I have a friend that still sends in checks. And on occasion, his wife is the bookkeeper, so to speak. She forgets and his credit gets dinged. And he's like, why did you forget to send a check? And he's like, he's moaning about it to me. And I'm like, dude, just online pay, auto pay. Like, that's the way to go. He's like, well, I don't really trust it. I'm like, ah, you're one of those. I think writing a check, licking a stamp, putting it in a mailbox for 24 hours is crazy. Like, talking about someone getting your signature and copying it, someone washing your check, it's all possible. It's not likely. But it's a lot more likely that I think you're going to get ripped off in your mailbox than you are in email. But I like Kathy Wood. I think she, um, I'm not saying there's enough content there to really scrub and dig out. But I'm glad she's a celebrity. Um, I think she's doing pretty darn well in investing in tech stocks and showing us why they're working. You know, like you want to buy Tesla? She bought Tesla. You want to buy Bitcoin? She's examining Bitcoin. That works for me. Taco Bell, speaking of examining, their owner of Yum Brands is buying an artificial intelligence business to improve marketing. Restaurant company has been buying technology to drive sales growth, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but it's true. There's a company that is an innovator in data analytics, Coventum, and now they're a division of Yum Brands. Weird, right? That's got to be weird to you. Owner of Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell has an AI division. What do you do for a living? Think of the the Tinder date. Oh, we both swipe right. We must like each other. We're an algorithm of perfection. Oh, what do you do for a living? Ah, I'm a computer scientist, artificial intelligence. Really? That's fascinating. Where did you get your master's? Where did you blah 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 blah? Who do you work for? Taco Bell. Ah, you've been pulling my leg. Taco Bell doesn't have a data science. Yeah, they do. Yum acquired Collider Group, which is a consulting firm that hires sociologists and anthropologists to provide culture-based consumer insights. Who knew there was so much math and, and science in fast food? Because don't they make, like, 99-cent tacos, and don't they have free, like, you're not, isn't there meat, like, 84% meat, and you're like, what's the other 16%? And it's, like, cardboard fillers and stuff, and you're like, yum. Well, maybe not so much, but they have culture-based consumer insights. Um, I didn't think that. I didn't think it was that well thought out, but I guess it is. Um, all 270 of Apple retail stores are open for the first time since March 2020. Is it the go bullish sign that we are reopening? It's it's one of them. Um, I still haven't been able to go to the restaurant that I like and sit at a bar and have a chicken sandwich at lunch. He might, I get up at four in the morning. So lunchtime is almost my dinner time. It's pretty nutty. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We talk markets. Let's take a look at the markets. I have not looked at them all day. After yesterday, it was such a big day. I saw futures a little bit lower. So we're giving back some today. Yesterday was a strange day because it only marched higher. The market only marched higher. There was not a moment where I saw a pullback. It was a, a, a pretty bullish day. All markets are lowered today. The Russell, the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Don't you love made-up words? One of the made-up words that I think is one of my favorites in the last 10 years is Zestimate. Zestimate is tied towards Zillow. And you can go to Zillow.com right now and punch in your house. It's pretty fascinating to look at. You can find out what your neighbor paid for their house. You can see the tax history on the home. You can see the transactions on the home. There's a lot of information that it kind of just creeps me out. I'm a privacy kind of guy. So the Zestimate is one of those crazy words. And you can see like... I've got a rental property. that I've been kind of tracking very loosely. Keep in mind, real estate prices are not in the newspaper every day. So it's it's. But what is in the newspaper every day, or what is in data, is how much did your neighbor pay for square footage to buy the house next to you, or to buy the block, uh, to buy a house in your your city. I was talking with an attorney yesterday about real estate prices, and we got to just you know owning for the better part. And uh, he goes, what's square footage in your area? Like, he used to live in the Bay Area. He's like, where are you at right now? And uh, he has a 3,500 square foot home. I'm like, what do you do? So we started talking about square footage. Um, but he's only paying, like, it's a $400,000 home. Now, he's in a big city in Alabama, Huntsville, with the defense contractor. A lot of the space rockets were built there. And it's rumored that Space Force is going to be housed there. I don't know. And I'm not speculating on that level. But he's got a 3,500-square-foot home. I'm like, and he has a wife. Uh, She had two kids when they got married. And they're both off to college now. So they're empty nesters. And I'm like, what do you do in a 3,500-square-foot house? I'm like, well, he's like, I got my office. And she's got her office. and, And I'm like, do you race cars in your home? That's like a big home. But Zestiman is something I'm like, let me see your house. So he gave me his address and I, I looked it up. And it was fascinating to look at. Um, I'm not saying that that's uh, an addiction of mine, but I guess looking at it, thou neighbors, it goes back in time. So Zillow 2019 revenues pulled in a pretty good number. Um, their growth has gone from a million to three million. And they are just getting started, in my opinion. You're talking about ramping revenues to the billions. Um, Single digits are easy, but they're still doubling. It gets tougher when you get bigger, no doubt. But let's talk a little bit more about Zillow, because there's something called eye buying. And I already started the segment talking about words like Zestimate kind of sounds stupid to me, but I kind of like it i buying is a thing and it means buying homes directly from sellers and i buying is only gonna grow over the next several years when i say real estate agent you have an image that comes to your head i tend not to like real estate agents as a group because they tend to have what I would refer to as group think. They've never met a house that they don't want to sell. They've never seen a fixer-upper that's not fixer upperable. Like To me, that's too bullish. And I've seen people go bankrupt from buying real estate. I've never seen people go bankrupt from buying a stock. Ever, never, ever, never, ever. So I, it's a group that I, I always, because I hear dumb things like, oh, real estate always goes up. No, it doesn't. Oh, they're not making more of it. Yeah, they are. Um, you're seeing like military bases turn into housing you're seeing more and more areas get opened up to developing to the point that we're not going to be able to run out we're not going to run out of space in our lifetime. The residential real estate market's virtually untouched. It's a 1.9 trillion dollar transaction business. 5.4 million homes are sold each year. And it's all going to real people. But I think iBuying will account for 10% of all transactions by 2030. <clears throat> There's two companies to take a look at ticker symbol are Zillow and Open Door Technologies, ticker symbol, Open, O-P-E-N. Open was bought by a SPAC last year, which is, I'm not gonna say complicated, but basically a blank check writing company that's looking for ideas to buy. Both of them I think are, are well positioned. Younger generations prefer digital solutions. You've heard about people that have never stepped into a bank before, they're called millennials. The idea of standing in line to get to your money makes no sense to them. The millennials of Generation Z and now Generation Alpha are going to drive Zillow higher.